day. So every day we start fresh because we can't affect the past, but we damn sure can make a difference today. Happy New Year and welcome to episode 74 of Shop Talk. It's Jennifer and Gary. And we're back with a recap of the new episodes 510 and uh, 110. This crossover storyline, I say crossovers in quotes, was good, definitely. I mean, the part of it was, but like the character wise, it just felt a little off. Like, yeah, I mean, it was like unbalanced. Yeah. I mean, like the like the rookie half of it was good, and then just yeah. kind of like tapered off. Feds, yeah, it kind of tapered off with feds, and that's how it was like for the last crossover. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> just they're just finding their footing, but also like, don't call it a crossover, or at least have another character come in. Like there was one part of feds where i was like this would have been like the most opportune time to have another like character from the rookie or something come in um mm-hmm. but i mean nolan was there in feds but he was it's not even like he was helping out with the case like he was there no. to do construction yeah i don't know i mean like I, of course i was honestly surprised though that we got um like as many of the feds as we did on the rookie because yeah. i literally was just thinking they're just gonna like pull simone yeah over there for and I get you know, it. five like, seconds or something yeah i get it like a lot of it's scheduling issues and stuff but like if you're planning for a crossover like you would think that they would be making sure to have enough characters in the crossover i don't know yeah. it's just it's interesting well, there was okay. So Simone and Carter were on the rookie, and then Laura and Brendan bed. were for a minute too, right? Yeah, yeah. Lauren or Lauren, my God, <laughs> Laura and Brendan. This is what happens when I try to speak too fast. Um, yeah, they were both on there. Yeah, for a minute, and I mean, we had like that. I mean, well, no, I guess I was just thinking of the like scene where it was like Gray, Angela, and Nyla carter simone yeah like all of them together you know it was like a nice mix like i like those scenes mm-hmm. too yeah they had that for the last crossover too because i remember it kind of being like everyone had something to say mm-hmm. like those but yeah yeah i don't know it was good and the storyline was really good i found it actually more captivating than the last crossover storyline mm-hmm. um yeah but yeah character wise and just like the actual part of like crossing over just felt a little off and even like the like how it bled into feds kind of seemed a little loose but maybe we'll it's see just because they, because like they, yeah well because like they did that the last time too like last well i guess technically last year <laughs> yeah um with 508 um and well okay i'm thinking of just like the back-to-back rookie episodes but mm-hmm. like we we're so focused on like chenford yeah that like everything else we had to like refocus ourselves yeah. and i kind of felt like that's what it was yeah for this crossover too well and i feel like like carter took the phones but then it was it like we never had any other like resolution as far as like okay now we kind of go over to feds like there was no 
real like connection there it was just kind of like okay carter has the phones now we skipped chenford or you know then wopez and nyla and it was like okay that's the end of the rookie episode now we just like pick up but yeah i don't know maybe it's just because we're spoiled with other crossovers where it doesn't even feel like there's like a break yeah but yeah i don't know it was good and like um it helped a lot the shows being on the same night i will admit yeah Mm -hmm. and kind of being at like the seven o'clock hour like for me i was just kind of like okay this is nice like i'm not exhausted like after watching one of the shows like i was able to work on the outline and everything so Mm -hmm. it's nice yeah i almost wish i was like central time i mean not like eight to ten is not like late but just i was like oh yeah you guys get seven to nine like yeah yeah but for me i was like wait the rookie's on at seven like because i just kept thinking it was on at eight and i was like no it's definitely on at seven mm-hmm. so yeah um but yeah other than that we do have some news um we got episode descriptions for episodes 11 so five eleven of the rookie airs next week titled the naked and the dead um and it's this it's um about a search for a missing boy leads the team into the middle of a dangerous drug war between two rival gangs that is so ominous and not at all what matches the promo photos <laughs> no i like, mean we got like rival groups side. of kids yeah maybe <laughs> i mean unless like, teams unless oh what if that missing boy is part of the baseball team you probably really just that's that. so rude no stop that's so rude i mean i just thought about it no i just want the kids to be happy and play baseball that's all i want with tim as their coach (laughs) all i want i don't even oh my god like i can't what if it's like tim going undercover as like a baseball coach and lucy's there but jenny wouldn't be there yeah i was like jenny wouldn't yeah no i think that's that's just the like wish fulfillment coming true for all of us chenford fans and we just like can't believe it yeah yeah it's probably like the b storyline which will overshadow the main case because yeah it always does Yeah. yeah um so yeah the promo photos i mean they're just amazing everyone's like losing their mind so yeah um do you want to take us through the next episode description uh yeah so the next one obviously for feds um what are next week it's called close contact um and the description is after a failed assassination attempt involving a bomber congressman damian roberts hires garza's team for protective detail while brendan and laura begin investigating potential suspects Later, Damien and Simone rekindle their romantic relationship, and Brendan advances his relationship with Antoinette. Which is false, because they don't have a relationship Okay, I literally anymore. thought that after I watched episode. I was like, like, what relationship is there? Yeah, I'm like, I mean, unless he keeps trying, in which case, you know, applause for Brendan. <laughs> like, you go, dude. But like... yeah. They don't have they don't have a relationship. They she seemed like just very, very distant from him in like yeah. this week's feds. So I don't even really know. They'd have to like re 
I don't know, almost like, like restart their friendship or something. Yeah. Like it was just very disjointed. Or... I did like that we saw her more, but yeah, it but, did yeah. feel very disjointed. Mm-hmm. And it, I don't know, it just like reading that episode description after watching the episode, obviously, like reading it before, we were like, okay, whatever. But like yeah. reading it after the episode, it was like, how though? Like yeah. they don't have a relationship. They, barely talked in this episode like well for like this week's um episode like the description had said i believe it had said something about you know brendan's thinking of you know asking her out or uh Mm -hmm. whatever but finds out she has feelings for someone else and i'm like okay so now like do we go off of the exact wording of the episode description and the someone else's carter which is still so weird yeah well unexpected i guess that was not on my bingo card no for feds it was not no um so then the next piece of news is that robert bella uh shared on instagram that he's directing episode 17 of rookie feds um which he was going to start directing today which is wednesday when we're recording this which is cool like i love that he's going over to feds too i just can't believe that they're already on episode 17 for like filming yeah which is crazy Mm -hmm. but i mean they're about what seven episodes ahead so yeah yeah hopefully we don't have any like other hiatuses but who knows so yeah yeah and the last but not least um if you guys aren't on twitter or instagram then you probably wouldn't have seen it but uh the rookie and the rookie feds hit a hate er, i literally can't speak (laughs) hit a ratings high last night uh so tv fanatic had reported that the rookie drew 4.5 million viewers uh which is like an ultimate high for them and then mm-hmm. uh feds had managed 3.7 million so they and like their ratings like 0.6 and 0.4 respectively were like highs for the both of them too yeah. so like they're doing really good in their demographics and like they the time switches seem to favor them yeah yeah but i also feel like I mean, given what the episodes had, like, at least the rookie, it was kind of, like, a (laughs) no-brainer. I don't know. I mean, I would like to still think that people just tuned in regardless, like, even if you don't like Chenford or whatever. But, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the rookie has been around long enough where I feel like if if one of the shows was going to make that move and have it be successful, it was going to be the rookie. Because, like, the rookie fandom shows up yeah whereas like feds is still i mean they've found their footing but like the fandom is still growing so i mean i feel like i only know a select hand few people that like watch feds too Mm -hmm. they don't just watch the rookie so i feel like that was kind of like that one's still growing for the fandom so it wouldn't have made as much sense or maybe not have been as successful or something like if it had moved so yeah yeah i guess i was just expecting the rookie to be in the 10 p.m time slot yeah instead of the um new 
it just I don't know why my brain automatically thinks that the newer shows should go first (laughs) i don't know why my brain thinks like that but there were some listener thoughts that agreed and i mean i do too because like watching last night after after the rookie i was like i literally can't pay attention to feds because i'm just thinking about the rookie and i was like i'm trying my hardest to pay attention and i was like there were times when i was like going back to the rookie and like chenford and everything but yeah i was like it is (laughs) definitely hard to pay attention to another yes. show when you've gotten so much good content from the first one yeah so. i mean i don't know i guess i would well no okay let me just say this though like look at kevin's eagers like that's that's yes. the reason you need to tune in to feds like hello. exactly <laughs> exactly last night we got kevin in a suit which i mean we usually do because he's fbi wesley yeah, in a suit were, like, which like lawyer and like timothy bradford in a suit like you literally cannot say that last night was a bad night for tv fans especially the rookie we got three men in suits i mean what more could you ask for so exactly and yeah like brenson color coordinating oh my gosh it was we knew that from like the promo pick or whatever but like it was still just great to see an hd on like a big tv so mm-hmm. yeah so with that we'll get started with the episodes because there's a lot to cover and you guys had a lot of thoughts so um we'll start off with the rookie first because they were the first show of the night um and we'll kind of start off with the whole bank robbery um and nyla and james of it all so nyla and james are at the bank they were wanting to set up an account to get leah like ready for college and james is like she's five months old like can't we wait or whatever and Mm -hmm. nyla's like all convinced that she's a genius and she's like she'll be going to college and she'll get a lot in financial aid um and so james is like well you know we'll talk it over like later and nyla's just kind of mumble was gold like i love when she mumbles like that it's so so weird but i feel like it just like emphasize um emphasizes her sass so Mm -hmm. but they're like sitting just waiting for the banker and nyla like kind of stiffens in her chair and she sees a serial bank robber named todd shelf and james is like well maybe he's just making a deposit and nyla's like yeah no he's not she's got her cop eyes on and you know she just knows that it's not like a normal bank errand so he's there to like rob the bank she has james like go through grout which stands for gender race over under and task um and it's basically used to quickly describe suspects in a way that cops will understand so she has james tried on todd and nyla's like looking around for accomplices and has james continue using grout like on the other accomplice who we find out is named roger and Nyla's like, Todd always has a three-man crew, but I can't make out the third person yet. Like, that's bother that's bothering her. So she tells James to, like, go outside. And he's insistent that he's not leaving her. And she's like, yeah, but I've got this. Like, don't worry about it. And so James starts to walk out. Like, I loved how they did this, too. Like, everything started to kind of slow down and go in, like, slow motion. As he's walking outside, he makes eye contact with Todd who fun fact is fun bobby from friends which i don't know i just loved seeing that 
And so he also walks by Roger, the accomplice. And so James, like, makes it outside. He's good. Like, he goes, he kind of runs a little bit further from the bank. And then Nyla goes into the banker's office and warns her to pull the silent alarm. And it turns out that there's a customer in the office with the banker. For a split second, I was like, this is the third accomplice. Like, I don't know why, but I just have a feeling that it is. Mm. And so just as she, like, tells them that, the robbers pull the heist. And, like, everything's moving fast. Guns are, like, shooting. The silent alarm is finally triggered. Um, And so we kind of see, like, you know, citizens go down. Like, everything kind of happens really quick. And so the guy who was also in the banker's office um, basically calls BS to her calling them for backup. He's like, you know, they're not going to get here in time or whatever. And so he basically just like goes all out and he's just like walking out there got a gun in his hand and he's like i'm making a citizen's arrest and just starts shooting and so there's like citizens who are hurt like you know people are down the robbers let all of like the hostages out and they're all on the run kind of like making a diversion and so the todd starts shooting at bradson who's also like with james at this point and you know like Todd ends up getting away and so John and Selena are like pulling up and Todd starts shooting at their car and so then like Todd we see him get into a like convertible he gets in the car speeds off he leaves Roger behind um but Roger ends up getting away funny in a way because he was like running for the car he's like wait and I'm like oh dude you got left behind yeah (laughs) I was like, dude, you might as well just keep on running because you're not going to make yeah. that car. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So Todd's like on the run in a convertible, which like, yeah, it's a nice getaway car and it's fast, but like also it's a convertible. Like, like yeah. Don't you want to be like inconspicuous? Yeah. <laughs> a little bit more. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you would think. So John and Selena end up finding Todd. They get a trial on him until they end up losing him. So he's in the wind still. So Tim and Aaron then like chase Roger on foot. They end up losing him, but like we end we see them in a neighborhood. Like they get a tail on him too. And so they're kind of like still chasing these guys, but we see Gray and Angela show up to the bank. And, you know, they start going through the scene, meeting up with Nyla, John, Selena, and then Simone and Carter. And Simone and Selena also find out that like they have some things in common like this is the first time that they've met and literally any more of them like right now so um you know they've got things in common with like jupiter in their second house and like you know simone's like you're so lucky to have john as your to like you know you're this is great for you so simone like starts talking about her solar return when carter like pulls her back because they're very into like astronomy like astrology and all that and so simone's like yeah we found something interesting there was a wire payment to an alias two days ago for a half a million dollars and gray's like well they were paid to rob the bank like usually it's the other way around and so usually the money comes from the bank robbery obviously but nyla's like it does explain something that's been bugging me like todd's crew has always went for the cash until this job when they only hit safety deposit boxes and so it turns out that they hit 17 
and something in at least one of those boxes is worth half a million dollars. So their job is just to find out what that one really expensive thing is. So we'd like go back over to Tim and Brad, uh, Tim and Brad, Tim and Aaron, and they're walking the neighborhood street. They see a guy who's left from the getaway cars, Roger. They make it a point to get him, but he gets in a car with a hostage, like after he's shooting at them and everything. So Tim calls them for backup. You know, the hostage or the accomplice Roger is like, you know, back off or I'll shoot her. Um, and so Tim just tells Lucy to like cut the sirens, kind of stay back. Um, and he's just like commanding the scene. So we go back over to the scene of the robbery. Simone, Carter, Selena, and John, like, or they roll up to the guy who has the safety deposit box that was hit. And so the guy's like, the guy shares what was in the box. And it was a list of federal names. And just as he says that, he's shot in the chest with one bullet and is killed immediately from a sniper. That was the guy with the goldfish, right? Yeah. I was just like, that's all I could focus on. Like, I wasn't even paying. I was just like, why does this man have a goldfish? And he was, like, insistent on taking it with him. I'm like, okay. I mean, I guess, but. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So, the guys, like, shot immediately. Did they, they never even, like, really looked for the sniper. They were just like, Not he was really shot by know. a sniper. Yeah. It was like, great. Great work. Um. But, yeah. So, while, like. While they're waiting for the hostage's phone number and name, because that's what Tim's asked for, um, Chenford talks about like Tim talking to Aaron, and you know he's like, yeah, it failed when he brought up like he's not her superior, and you know it's not as bad of a look. And Lucy's just like, oh, okay, and you could just see like Lucy's face is just like, shit, but, <laughs> um. So then, like, we go back over to Gray and Carter. They're talking about updates on the case. Um, You know, Gray's asking about Garza, all of that. We need more of these two working together. Like, they were top tier. A great partnership. So Angela and Nyla are reviewing the security cam footage. And Angela trusts her that there was a third accomplice. But, like, no one stands out. Like, this third accomplice was not obvious. Um, And... Angela's like they're just hiding in plain sight so Angela tells Nyla about her conversation with Wesley this morning or in the morning because it's to kind of like distract her and Nyla's like on her side um but you know they're laughing about it and stuff until Nyla gets called that there was another gun in the bank um another gun like found in the bank and Nyla's like I know who the third accomplice was it was the woman who got shot and dropped her gun in the pot of plant and so she's coming like two from surgery and she calls Todd and like, you know, says that he hasn't been made. She hasn't been made yet, but like, it's only a matter of time. And so we see Todd like getting in or setting his getaway vehicle on fire while the woman's like on her way out. Like these two are hoping to kind of meet up again. And so they successfully, she successfully gets out from John and Selena's proximity and you know the woman's like only i know the name of the buyer like i you know she's basically the brains behind all of this so we go back over to the hostage situation and tim has created a distraction to get closer to the hostage and the other guy um and so he like ends up 
crawling underneath the vehicle, like drilling a hole in the floorboard of the car. And he sprays something so that the hostage can get out. And like the guy is kind of, I don't know, just like subdued for a minute. Um, Subdued, but not like in like not with hands on him or anything. And so um, Bradson, like they get the they get Roger and everything. That's all good. Bradson is then like chasing Todd and Amy, which we find out her name in Feds, but um, mm-hmm. we find them like kind of car chasing them and then they like lose them and they're up on a roof then looking for them. And the two in the truck are like hiding and everything, and then they end up seeing their chance, and so they almost drive Aaron and Tim off of the roof of a parking garage, which like not nerve wracking at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like teetering on the edge, which, like, side note, I really want to know how they did the stunt because I feel like Emily, um, from the rookie rewatch, I don't know if she posted it there, if she posted it on her personal Twitter, but she had reposted that video of Eric and True and the who I'm assuming was a crew member doing like that was on the ground filming mm-hmm. with their phone pointed oh. up but like i could see off to the side there were um uh my brain is blanking on the proper term storyboards i believe okay of the scene that they were doing yeah so i'm going to assume that they somehow filmed it on a smaller screen and like somehow made it yeah seem like they filmed it on a camera i don't know because i don't know how in the world you get that angle other than someone laying on the floor yeah (laughs) and and pointing it all the way Mm -hmm. up well even like i mean even just when they were teetering like you could kind of see like the scenery and it looked real but it also didn't if that makes sense like it kind of looked like a green screen or something and yeah like you saw they have the shop in one place and then yeah eric and true kind of yeah well and like you saw like their faces like straight on and then also from like an angle and then you saw them from behind like there was just a lot of camera work that went into that and i really like i want to know more so um tim tells aaron to like open the door and climb out of the car and aaron's like with all due respect if if i go first and i leave you lucy will kill me so i'm dead either way and aaron's face getting out of the shop was literally me like as i was watching it my jaw was dropped and i was like on the edge of my seat i was like this has to end well like timothy has to go on another date yeah their exchange of looks though they were like oh god like this Mm -hmm. is terrible this is a terrible situation they're in yeah so tim's like you know i outrank you like get out of the shop or whatever and so aaron like gets out of the shop he adds some balance and tim gets out and as it falls and like catches on fire aaron's like we don't have to pay for that right like we're good and it took me until my second watch to like really process that there were two shops ruined in this episode and like nolan was called out but i also want to see tim be called out even though it's (laughs) not like a running gag for him in the show i need to see it that'd be funny yeah i would like to see not it not gray column out but like smitty or something Mm -hmm. because smitty would have something like 
smart ass to say about it. And Tim would just be like, listen, I don't have time for this. So mm-hmm. um, so then Nolan and Selena like find out that Todd was shot and killed, but the woman wasn't there. And so she's still like in the wind. So Gray and Isla like hand over the phones that they found to Carter and he takes it from there. So that's kind of where we leave off with the crossover part of it. Um, but not before we finish up like Aaron and Selena's storyline, Chunford's storyline, Wolf has a storyline, and Nyla's storyline. There was a lot on in this episode, but I loved it. So we go over to Nyla and James's house, and they're talking about like who would care for Leah if anything was to happen to them. Um, and so they kind of disagree on like who to leave her with. They even like mention their exes. Nyla's like, well, Donovan can't take care of her. And yeah. James is like, well, my ex-wife could. And Nyla's like, like, I would let your ex-wife take care of my daughter. Like, no, we're not going to have that happen. So then we see them show up to Wopez's door. And they ask if they can take Leah if something happens to them. And this was, like, after they had their conversation about, like, having the second baby or whatever. And so mm-hmm. it was just so sweet. And I loved yeah. how James is like, you're also the richest people we know. And yeah. Wesley's like, oh, I totally get it. Like, you're fine. Wesley was, like, so excited (laughs) like a little too excited and i was like dude you need to dial it down like five notches yeah no he totally was he was like where like they're gonna steal the baby like yeah happening he was totally like oh yeah like of course we would be like so sad if you guys died but like we'll totally take care of leah if something happens i'm like wesley i feel like i feel like he doesn't totally know what to say in situations and so he just kind of like blurts things out and like kind of puts his foot in his mouth and doesn't realize until like after yeah i mean at least in this episode he's he was just like all too yeah just all too excited yeah it was it was so good though Mm -hmm. so yeah i mean more of the james and nyla wopez friendship and scenes together like please season 5b we need it we need it I was going to say double date, but now they can triple date. Yes. Even though two out of three are not, or I mean, two out of three are married. It's fine. They can yeah, but like that date. doesn't matter. Like it could yeah, still they work. They can still triple date. Yeah. So, so, um, so we get like a montage of, or so that's where that kind of ends. And then we get them, we go over to Chenford. Cause I mean, like, duh. Honestly, we should have covered them first, but we, literally wouldn't get anything else accomplished so it's fine um we started the episode with a montage of chenford getting ready for their date and going through their closets and like not liking anything i called it i called it i called it i called it i was so excited i was (laughs) so happy to be right oh my gosh i literally never knew that i needed this until i did like them both hating everything that's in their closets that's i love it mm-hmm. i love it i also loved this next part tim calling lucy and she's lying and saying like she's almost there and he's like i can see right through it and he asks her what she's wearing on the date and it, like if the restaurant has a dress code and she's like yeah you can be comfortable like even wear cargo shorts and he's like really and he knows that she's testing him and everything and he's like you can't fool the master and then he's like you know we gotta go soon because traffic's gonna be bad like it already is 
okay, this whole moment was such a married couple move. Like, mm-hmm. not even married, just, like, serious, like, boyfriend-girlfriend vibes. Like, he's literally asking her what he should wear. Yeah. I mean, and also I need to know. So they were talking about traffic. Was he picking her up? Was she meeting him there? Like, was she going over to his place first? Like, I just, I need to know. I need to know everything that happened I mean, that I led up to them getting. pick her up, but I don't know. I mean, I would think... I don't know. It was just, it was so good. But like, we saw the shimmery dress that she wore, like, at Nyla's wedding reception. We saw the dress that she wore on their first, like, unofficial date that was actually the double date. We mm-hmm. saw the green dress that she wore to Lopez's almost wedding. And the fact that she was like, the green dress it is. I'm going to wear the green dress. And his smile, when he, yeah. when she said that, I was like, that's it i'm done i can't do this anymore we're not even mm-hmm. five minutes into the episode and i'm all yeah and then like five seconds later she's like nah like yeah. she was like no i don't want this one either it's like she was she was looking for something new to like remember the date by she was like i can't wear any of these old outfits that like we weren't officially dating in you know yeah i yeah. can see that so I don't know. It was just, it was so good. But like I so I noticed the shimmery dress the first watch. But like the and I thought the green one, I was like, is that the green one from the almost wedding? But like surely that's too dressy. Um, but I didn't like totally remember the one from the like double date and everything. So No, I didn't notice those two either. Yeah. I didn't like put it together until I think other people on Twitter were talking yeah. about it. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Although I did notice that we were right about Melissa's like three second video um, yes. that people were reposting that that was even though it was one of the dresses she, she as Lucy like discarded yeah um she was still wearing it for the split second yeah that she posted that video so. yeah so. Yeah, I don't know. And then, like, her okay, bye, and his, like, I'll see you soon. They were just so soft. And, like, it's literally everything that I never knew I needed. Like, their phone conversations, we need more of that. Mm-hmm. We truly do. So, yeah, it was just, it was so good. But then, like, they get to the, they're, like, at the restaurant. And it's just, it's so awkward. Like, they're not really talking. They're just, they're making conversation about the bread and lucy's like yeah like it's such a good assortment and it's just so awkward and it's like that's so funny because when you go on a first date with someone it usually is awkward but that's probably because you don't know them very well like if you're meeting them off the app but these two like literally work together they drive together i'm like oh my gosh it's so good so tim like asks her again what she ordered and you know so she tells him and he's like oh i almost ordered that and lucy's response is just like oh cool like it's so awkward um so then like she mentions the elephant in the room and you know she's like well with the awkwardness and like you know um she's like why is it so awkward like we've ate multiple times together and i'm just like sorry what like they've ate multiple times together we've seen them eat a few times together but i'm like how many times did we miss out on yeah i was like where where is this hundreds of times coming from i was like excuse me ma'am we have only seen a few like do they have lunch together every single day 
Yeah. Do they like go out for drinks after work? Like I, I need to know. I need to know this. Yeah. Um, I mean, they literally talked more on their double date with Ashley and Chris than they did yes. on this first date. Yes. Very true. <laughs> yeah. And they weren't even a couple then. It's just, yeah. it's so good. It's so good. So then Tim, so Matt from like Matt's Inside Line or whatever had uh, kind of like previewed this a few days before whatever. And, but he never said like who said it or whatever. And so Tim follows with this line of our other meals only ever held the promise of being shot at afterwards, not naked time. And I was just like, what my jaw literally dropped even though we knew that that was coming at some point and I you can tell that he's just like immediately embarrassed by it and she repeats it. it and then she's like i'm setting boundaries which yes queen yeah. yes that part i liked a lot um yes but i i i don't know what it was about the uh prior line i didn't like that <laughs> even if tim was the one to say it it still just was like awkward with the naked time yeah it was just i just didn't i don't know yeah i I don't know i don't know what why i didn't i can't really explain why i didn't like it i just just wasn't a fan so like i figured the naked timeline like that they used that because they obviously couldn't like say sex at like seven o'clock on tv like i get that oh but i was just kind of like i guess i wasn't thinking of it like that i I suppose yeah i don't know i guess like for first date no matter how much you know each other like i wouldn't have brought that up like to me that would be like an immediately like red flag like for a day i would be like all right i'm not seeing you again like we're not (laughs) we're not pursuing this anymore but um well yeah but but for them it's different i guess yeah i didn't know if tim was like thinking of the 501 moment like unbeknownst mm-hmm. to lucy that he yeah saw her bare back that's what people were saying they were like unbeknownst to her like she's he's already seen her somewhat naked i'm like mm-hmm. that's right like he has yeah i don't know i i loved where she was not beating around the bush or like sugarcoating things she was just like i'm setting these boundaries and like you're just gonna have to like readjust your expectations um and like she could have sugarcoated it and all of that but like she didn't and it just reminded me of their first kiss like the practice one uh where she just like went right for it like she's not beating around the bush she knows what she wants and she's gonna get it and like go go lay some boundaries like we'd love to see that so yeah um so then you know like tim agrees they move on and he just kind of like gets a little uncomfortable and like she figures out that he's worried that they're going to see someone from the district and he tries to deny it but like of course she knows him better than anyone than anyone else so she's like uh no you are worried um and so i gotta know who would be the first person to see them out in public when they're dating like who do you think it would be oh gosh um I don't even know. Um, well, I mean, I was going to say Aaron, but he already kind of know. I just can't think of anyone that, like, goes out to 
places like that or I mean if it's if they do another date like they did on their redo Mm -hmm. then maybe Nolan or something although they I don't know yeah I don't know I don't have a good answer I guess we just haven't seen people like going out a whole lot to where I could confidently say but I don't know I could see if anyone it would be Gray and Luna like just because they happen to be there or whatever but Mm -hmm. I also kind of don't want it to be like I wouldn't want it to be Gray and Luna I would for some odd reason I would love for it to be Smitty maybe (laughs) not even like in that romantic of place but just like say they're like at the park or something or like walking around downtown LA like and Smitty just happens to be there and they're like holding hands like they're obviously a couple and Smitty sees them and like calls them out and then like he's the one that outs them to the district yeah but I feel like it would just be like a coincidental that Smitty would be there I don't know I mean I don't know that's who I would think it would be more like if if they're going to be outed and seen outside of work I would think it would be Smitty but I don't know it would be it would be interesting to see so mm-hmm. um yeah so then they end up like seeing an argument between the chef and the cook and like it escalates there's a knife involved and um did you see Lucy's hand kind of like reach over to Tim when mm-hmm. she saw the knife I was like oh my gosh another little crumb that I love to see and Tim pulls out his gun like but not before the cook cuts the chef and so the cops are like on their way and Lucy's like you think we're gonna be able to keep this a secret now um and then we get the title card and like the entire cold open was Chenford for five minutes like we really got blessed in this episode Mm -hmm. nope so Chenford's like at the district the next morning they're standing close to each other talking like if anyone's gonna realize it it's gonna be when they're like not they're like subconsciously doing this stuff and so lucy's like you know can't deny the facts like we were both at the romantic the most romantic restaurant and saw the fight happen like it's all in the police report and for all they know it's in the witness reports too that they were like sitting together and so they're basically like well we have to come up with a story for why we were there and so lucy's like well we could just come clean and Tim's like, are you ready for Smitty's commentary, like, or reactions every time that we walk into the roll call room together? And Lucy's like, yeah, you're right about that. And so she shares an idea and says that they could just use that her CI gave her a tip that drugs were coming out of the kitchen. And, like, she asked Tim to join her as backup uh, for a soft undercover infiltration, which, like, it could work. I mean, honestly, like, it's doable. And so john like comes up he's mr oblivious like has absolutely no idea what's going on and he's just coming to say like a morning or whatever and they immediately rattle off the story and john's like what like what's going on i didn't even ask about it or anything and mm-hmm. gray like breaks up the conversation by knocking down the window and john like motions to him but then the gray like points to chenford and john's like peace like bye um mm-hmm. and he like zooms out of there Kind of like he did with when he had that grenade in his hand in that cabin. I mean, I'm just Pretty saying. Much. Yeah. So at the end of the episode, like Lucy tells Tim that she's glad he's not dead, but like she owes him a redo on the date. And Tim replies with, It's what gave me the will to live, which I didn't hear that on the first watch. I didn't hear that. And then I also didn't hear the line after. So Yeah. 
I and yeah, I heard nothing apparently. I was like, I was seeing people tweet it, and I was like, where did they get this from? Like, I don't know. And I watched it again today, and I was like, oh, that's because I was so focused on her saying, I'm glad you didn't die and you owe me a redo on the date. That yeah. I, yeah, I was just totally for I totally missed what Tim had said. Um, and so they have another date. Lucy mentions the grandkids between the grandkids and the naked time comments. I was like, there is a lot going on here. <laughs> yeah. Then they like catch a kid breaking into a car and Tim, like he's just not wanting this kid to get in trouble. Um, at least for Tim, not to be the one that puts that gets him in trouble or whatever. And so Tim like flashes his badge, the kid runs and Tim's like basically not wanting to do any work. I saw someone's tweet and they were like, Tim went from only wanting to do work when Ashley was around to not wanting to do work when Lucy's around. Sounds about right. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, the man's down bad for her. So basically. Um, so then we see Tim like initiate the kiss and we end there. And someone had tweeted like before they were like i really need to see tim initiate this kiss like lucy's initiated the others we need to see it with tim and it's also important to note that tim had his hand on lucy's side which i also didn't notice on the first watch (laughs) because i was too busy thinking about the trend for date and that kiss i noticed Um, that only because when they um like when the camera angle changed where they were looking out for a second their legs were pretty much like entangled anyway because um lucy was sitting kind of on the edge of the chair yeah and tim was farther back in his so i was like okay your legs are already like touching anyway so i'm like well if someone's got to move in yeah it, you know would have to be tim to meet her so yeah but yeah no, i didn't expect the hand like all the way on the thigh there sir i was like thank <laughs> you thank you for this crumb yeah, yeah. um so yeah that's about it for chunford i mean there was just there was a lot going on i yeah. honestly didn't think that we would get a whole lot but i'm glad that we did and like the complications i'm glad that they weren't necessarily work related like they were but yeah. it was them like catching a case or like catching a crime or whatever and so yeah yeah it was good to see um so we have a little bit on Lopez because like they're just adorable wesley's like trying to figure out how to mention to angela that they should maybe try to have another baby and you know give jack a sibling and he's like you know he sleeps through the night like maybe we could have another one and she like laughs about it at first and it reminded me of when she was laughing about their venue like being seized or whatever by the fbi she had the exact same laugh so i literally thought she was like doing the cry like crying laughing because she was laughing so hard and i was like Oh, maybe that's just like Alyssa's. Yeah, lap, which is it's so it's so unique to her though. It was great. It was my favorite thing ever. And Wesley's just standing there all awkward, like, "Uh, what do we do?" Yeah. So she she has her reason. So does he. Like she he's never had a sibling. She had brothers, and she had to fight for everything. And um, he's like, "Well, maybe we can meet in the middle, but think about it first. And so. At the end of the episode, Wopez revisits the conversation, and Angela's like, it's off the table for now. 
But Wesley's like, can we revisit it in six months? And Angela's like, yeah, in two years, though. Like, forget the six months. We're waiting two more years. Because she's just, like, yeah. in her stride being a detective. Like, she's she's got it. And she's worked hard. And, like, honestly, I appreciate that. Listen, I love Angela and Lucy setting boundaries for themselves. I love yeah. that. I mean, I just now thought of this. I didn't know if part of it was just because she was pregnant and then the Guatemala thing happened. And yeah. so she maybe I subconsciously or she doesn't really realize that maybe that could be a potential yeah worry for her but I don't know I mean yeah. probably not though I mean because she seems pretty well at like peace with everything and like yeah happy in her but like they life. also have all of the Elijah stuff too that's going on that's fair oh so, like, damn I get it <laughs> I don't know Hopefully. I just after yeah. all the Nyla stuff, I saw people tweeting today. Like, they were tweets from last night. Especially M. Our good friend M. I was like, don't go there, girly. Like, don't. Yeah. Please don't. She was like, uh, what if lot. that's setting up for something to happen to Nyla and James? And I was like, no. I mean, I literally, I thought the same thing last night when I was watching it. But I was like, no. No. I didn't really. Not that. I, I guess it's just my, um hope that since they literally got married not well yeah no not even a full year season ago the season yeah. ago yeah that they wouldn't have something happen to one half or both of them when so. he left her in the bank in this episode i thought for sure i was like she's gonna get hurt and then he's gonna like have to live with that or whatever but then I was like, the rookie wouldn't do us like that. Like, they don't just hurt people for the sake of, like, drama. So, no. at least not, like, our favorite character. So, I was like, I think we're okay. But, yeah, it was like, who knows? But, um, yeah, so, I don't want anything to happen to Nyla and James. Because yeah. not only are they leaving Leah them, but they're leaving James's boys and Lila. Like, yeah. no! protect them at all costs please mm -hmm. so yeah that's it for the bullpen stuff i mean there wasn't much i feel like we need an episode focused and featured around wopez like i feel like they just kind of get like little crumbs and i'm like i want more of them please yeah so and i mean doesn't necessarily have to be about elijah i'm like i don't know yeah i was gonna killers say happy and stuff, but happy moments yeah for Lopez. but last but not least we have selena and aaron and wow i <laughs> i don't know this was just so good <laughs> it was so i'm funny. honestly the biggest shipper of them so it yeah. was so funny i mean it like was. i wouldn't mind them too but i just oh my god just individually uh the two of them as characters just were just riots in this episode yeah well i definitely need way. more scenes of them together for sure yeah but yeah it was i mean listen i remember talking about it in our wish list episode like that i would ship selena and aaron mm -hmm. if they wanted to put them together like i i totally would um and after this episode i was like oh yeah concrete like solid <laughs> definite shipper of them um 
but you know we saw in the sneak peek gray's talking to chenford he wants them to talk to aaron and selena about cooling down and tim's talking to aaron and so like when um asked if she's going to talk to selena lucy's like i'll have nolan do it like no big deal <laughs> um which makes more sense than having lucy do it because yeah i feel like her and selena have never really talked so well, that and when would they do it if they don't like yeah um ride together yeah so no one's like talking to selena about aaron and how it can be tricky dating other cops and she's like you're crossing a line and in my mind it was like selena he's dated a cop and an fbi agent before like i think oh he my knows god that's true i forgot about. about jessica yeah oh dude. So, oh my yeah. gosh yeah um and then he like goes into her, how her first year like can be overwhelming and he's not trying to tell her who to date but he just wants to give her advice and protect her which like i can respect but also like i get it you're her to like you're responsible for her life but like right. not her personal life like who she dates whether he's a cop or not like that's none of his business so selena's not having it she's like you know it's 2022 like we've moved on from men in power telling us how to live our lives like she is independent woman like you know she lives by her own rules and so Mm -hmm. selena's like i couldn't care less about what people say like they can say whatever they want and so no one asks again if they're dating and she just shuts them down real quick she's like it's none of your business like let's move on so we go over to aaron and tim and tim like he gets right to the point this dude's like (laughs) not beating around the bush and aaron's just like this is a personal life free zone you literally said that yourself and that's a personal question and aaron just remind like diverts the answer and asks why it would matter like if they dated and he reminds him that he was once married to a cop so true. i'm sorry i just loved how aaron and selena were talking about talking to two people who had previously dated lucy who is also a fellow cop and I yeah. was like, literally, this is the most comical thing I've ever seen. I mean, like, they, yeah, they both pre- previously dated cops and. And one shit. previously dated Lucy and now one is dating Lucy now. Like, it was yeah, I so just, good. Yeah. The irony. Yeah. It was or hilarious. Slight hypocrisy. A little yeah. bit. More on John's part than yeah. uh, Tim's, just with how he was coming across it but you know seeing aaron and selena like roast the hell out of them were and uh, not and not know it like that was the best part they had no idea yeah they were just saying what they felt because they felt like saying it yeah so then aaron's like well if i was in her chain of command like i would get it like people would wonder if i was making decisions based on our relationship and then like wonder if she was saving him under a dress and Aaron even adds that one of them would probably have to transfer to a different station. And Tim's face, he's all freaked out. It was so similar to his face in 309 when Lucy was yes. telling him that like she had feelings for him. And yes. Tim's just like short circuiting inside. And he's like, What do yeah. I do? Like, what do mm-hmm. I do with all of this? Yeah. So Tim like immediately shuts down the conversation. He's just like, forget I asked. Yeah. So we go back over to John and Selena. They're like all quiet. She's all quiet in the shop. John's like, you know, I know that you're mad at me or whatever. And he tries to reignite the conversation and just apologize. So 
she like shots him down on that we get to like the end of the episode and selena and aaron are walking out together and they come across john and selena tells aaron to like just follow her lead and aaron's like wait what are you talking about and until she mentions that like he's literally in the dark about this and he's just (laughs) shocked when she finally says what's like going on and aaron's just like wait that's what that's what's going on like i I don't know it was just it was funny and it leads me to some speculation (laughs) um but yeah so selena like tells john that she's been thinking about his warning and john apologizes and aaron's just like let's just move on from this selena's like no i want this all behind us like i want it all out and um like cleared up and so she tells him the truth she's like you know we've been playing dungeons and dragons together and that's why we're so close and she's like but if i wanted to date him then i would and she's like and maybe i will and so she like turns to him and she like asks him out she's like do you want to go on do you want to go out tonight um and his face is just shocked he's caught off guard and he's just like you do realize i'm a scorpio right and that's a deal breaker for her (laughs) and she just like walks off and aaron and john are like left alone and i'm just like okay i just have so many thoughts about this (laughs) yeah but i don't know first what second when john was like talking to selena about dating another cop i was like this this is how everyone's gonna find out about john and lucy like this is how i still just need to know if tim knows i don't even really care if anyone else knows i just need to know if tim knows (laughs) yeah yeah for sure um but yeah so i don't know after watching that final scene with aaron and selena it just kind of made me think these things even more like i was like okay if they're not dating then why not have at least one of them fess up to it like one of them at least say no we're not dating even i don't care if it was aaron or selena but like because even at the end aaron seemed caught off guard with what kind of game they were playing and i mean i get it like it's no one's business and stuff and like you know whatever they're if they're dating they're not dating like you know it is what it is but like to me it's a possibility they didn't deny it aaron seemed caught off guard like you know by her asking him on a date all of that and so i'm just kind of like why not confess like how did what if they're the sneak what what if they're the couple that's sneaking around like what if chenford gets out of by like 5 12 or whatever and then we like cut to aaron and selena like sneaking around and we were played the entire time by thinking that we were going to get Chenford sneaking around. I don't think that it was Gray messing with them because he... W- no. Like, it wouldn't have made sense for him to ask Lucy. But, yeah. like, I don't know. I, I don't guess know. I... John would have been involved anyway because he's her T.O. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I can't really... I can't really see them dating unless selena miraculously gets over her whole uh horoscope thing or zodiac sign thing because if aaron's yeah. scorpio she can't date a scorpio like she seems very Into in that. tune with all that and yeah so i don't know i was gonna say though like she could have just been saying that to like keep up the ploy but there's no way that like 
I don't know. Like, how would they've known that? I don't know. I just like I have so many questions, and I had so many more coherent thoughts last night about it. And I like tried to note them down, but I'm just like, like make it make sense here. I don't know. People. I mean, they said the Dungeons and Dragons thing, so I feel like they just yeah bonding over. I don't um, know. I also feel like that's a cover. Oh, you don't think it's? I don't know. I'm just. Honestly, I'm just looking for ways to ship them. And I'm just because she was like, you know, we get close in the heat of the battle or whatever. And I'm just and someone one of them had said, like, oh, it's only a couple times a week or whatever. And I'm just like, okay, this could very well be a cover for like you guys are like hooking up or like grabbing dinner together or whatever. Like it could very well be a cover. And I don't know. She does seem very in tune to her astrology so like maybe she wouldn't but i also could see her like if she really liked him throwing that that part at least like out the window Mm. i don't know people were then also wondering they were like you know selena and aaron have never had like a scene together and they don't spend like 12 hours a day but i was like yeah but they don't have to spend 12 hours a day together like they could meet in the locker room they could meet in the roll call room and like hit it off there before they like leave for the day yeah i don't i don't know no i don't know but yeah i guess i'm the opposite i i mean i will be fine with whatever direction they go in but i'm not gonna be like upset if they don't yeah like i'm not gonna yeah i'm not gonna have like many emotions about if they just are platonic and you know we actually do get scenes with them and they're just friend scenes that's totally fine i don't know i totally like i was just looking for ways i'm like this could all be a cover like this all could be but that just did not even cross my mind so we'll have to see (laughs) how it plays out because we're like on opposite sides of the fence here (laughs) i would be Okay, if they were to date, that could mean Selena could stick around, though. I mean, I guess not That's totally, true. because we've seen that happen with Jackson, where it was like, oh, Sterling could stick around, and he didn't. Like, Gino That's could, true. all that. But, I don't know. I'm honestly just... I don't know. I kind of need another couple. Like, Chenford's canon? That's great. Like, I love that. But I kind of need another couple that it's like the will they, won't they? And if that's Thorson and Selena... I'm here. Like I'm I'm already the ship captain. <laughs> I'm here for it. <laughs> you heard it here first, guys. Yeah. So yeah. Um, but that's about it for the rookie episode. We've got a bunch of listener thoughts. So yeah. Do you wanna take it take the first one? Uh sure. So uh is it Mish? Yeah. Yeah. Um had said they wanted to hear oh our thoughts on whether or not we think Aaron knows there's something between Tim and Lucy because of his comments. Um, I mean, I, I think yeah, I just don't. Yeah, I just can't see him. Well, I feel like he's very in tune to what people say and do. Yeah, I feel like if he were to, you know, I feel like if he were to out them, though, it'd be by pure accident yeah (laughs) well i also feel like he's he's like the new guy to come in like besides selena he's the new guy like whereas angela nyla john like they all just think that that's normal for lucy and tim like to be that way with each other that they don't think that it's odd whereas Mm -hmm. i feel like aaron would and so 
yeah i mean i don't know I, i'm with you like i feel like if he was to out them it would be by pure accident but i i don't know i also see him outing them more so than like angela even though i want it to be angela but just because it seems like tim and angela haven't really talked much since like the beginning of season five mm, and i feel fair. like with aaron working so closely with tim like it's bound to slip up and if it's not from aaron it's gonna be tim saying something mm. like oh i went out with lucy last night or whatever i don't yeah. know but i yeah. feel like aaron if if it would be anyone it would be aaron like i want it to be angela and tomorrow or tomorrow but i feel like it would be i don't know i forgot about tomorrow because dylan hasn't been on the show for yeah. so long i miss her i mean not so long but just i mean yeah for quite a few episodes lately, i would so. be here though for angela and tomorrow like giving them shit but i think as far as calling them out it would be aaron i could just see it as something if tim happened to be running late one day or something mm -hmm. and aaron's like sir you never like are late yeah. what went on and then he's just like mindlessly doing something and he's like oh well you know i was at lucy's and then i did it you know and then he yeah. like stops mid-sentence and is like yeah oh <laughs> shit yeah. like i've said that yeah yeah i see i like i see tim just kind of outing them by accident and he doesn't really think about it until aaron's like wait you were what now and tim's like oh shit like yeah although yeah. lucy's pretty talkative though yeah like when she gets a little bit flustered she kind of can be a yeah. little fidgety and say just random things because i don't know i feel like she kind of would think about it a little more maybe yeah i don't know yeah because tim sure. just kind of he's more of a well okay I, was gonna, I guess he did say he's more of a show you kind of guy like yeah. in season one so i mean he just kind of just does rather than thinks through things yeah. at times so yeah so um heather which if you guys aren't following her on twitter you really should she tweets out some of the best things some of them are like, like really heather, thirsty heather? yeah oh my god like heather elf <laughs> yeah on twitter Hilarious. if you're not following her go follow her she is amazing um but she had commented and was like you guys i'm so sorry i'm just at a loss for words right now this is the best thing i've ever seen it's like archive of your own and the rookie got married and had a baby called 510 so true i love it i yeah. literally love it i mean there were parts during feds last night that i was like I don't even know what's going on because I'm just solely focusing on Chenford and like they were taking up the most space in my brain. Like, yeah, no, I can't, I can't focus on anything else. And then when I saw Brendan like get, you know, his feelings hurt and everything, I was like, oh, I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> so. Um, Riley had said that, Last night's episode was the best episode yet from Lucy and Tim trying to hide their relationship to the third bank robber getting absolutely wrecked, quote unquote, by the truck. That's right. Uh, to James and Nyla asking Wolpez to raise Leah if something were to happen to them. And then the first real Chenford kiss, it just keeps giving. So true. Yeah, that's right. I totally forgot that the girl like got completely like Regina George. Mm -hmm. yeah 
Was not expecting that. I feel like they nope. could have led her over into feds, though. Like, but I mean, they also had like the mysterious call or whatever. But I yeah, mean, she, they did like lead her into feds with that. Just it wasn't very. It was at the very beginning, like yeah. the first f- fifteen minutes or so. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally I mean, forgot about her getting absolutely wrecked yeah um mama chief had said can we talk about how both lucy and tim used the word naked and that word is in the next episode title (laughs) i have a feeling though that it has nothing to do with that yeah i but maybe i because usually i can kind of see where they're coming from but this one i really can't Mm -hmm. i mean yeah i usually can't until like we see the episode sometimes or we get like halfway through the episode and i'm like that's where the episode title comes from unless it's like explicitly stated in the um episode description so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um nikki had said they literally gave us everything we could have wanted and more it was perfection from start to finish but nothing was more perfect than seeing how happy tim and lucy were that first real kiss was both soft and dreamy exactly what they deserved so yes true i mean we literally got chenford we got wopez we got nyla like we literally got everything so yeah, yeah it was good swt on twitter had said judy again doing a great job with that makeup and covering melissa's tattoo yes we love judy on this podcast oh right she has a um i forgot tattoo. melissa has it yeah which yeah. okay i was thinking about this last night when i was re-watching the episode the first time um melissa or lucy has worn a lot of like backless dresses mm-hmm. like all of her dresses that we know of have been backless well maybe besides the green one that mm-hmm. or have a lower take, cut back anyway yeah that has to yeah. take a lot of makeup a lot of time in the makeup chair to like cover that tattoo mm-hmm. which like love to see it yeah see it yeah the makeup was so good i just yes um because didn't melissa say judy was on twitter somewhere like lurking or yeah whatever. but yeah and then i, I just want i just like want to know the products because i'm such a yes. makeup fanatic like because she was just so like it just everything worked so well just the vibe yes. was all romantic and it was just so good yeah so yes i agree yeah um so barbara had said i really loved the hashtag chenford moments of episode 10 and their kiss at the end same seems to be the consensus yeah a chenford consensus seems to be all that anyone can ever think about mm-hmm. which i love that for us so um bonnie had said holy mother of chenford the rookie was literally perfect tim initiating that kiss was gold and the cold open with them choosing what to wear was amazing however it irritates me that they call it a crossover and it's basically a cameo of one character on the other show same but i feel like and i said this the last time i feel like they're just trying to find their footing with the crossovers because yeah. so. i mean i remember like going back to the one chicago shows the first few crossovers that they had i mean had, up like, until like the one right before the pandemic yeah they were kind of like all over the place and i remember thinking like 
yes, this is a crossover, but it's not like going to the full effect as it could be. And then they had the really great one like before the pandemic, and then they've never had one since. So literally, I can't even talk about it. Oh, <laughs> they need another one, but you know, that's for another but it'd podcast. Be, it'd be without Jay Halston, that would make me sad. So. And without Chief Evan Hawkins, and like I don't know if I'm emotionally capable for that. And literally so. half the people from Matt are gone, yeah. so I can't stand it. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. Um, the rookie is definitely my safe show this year mm-hmm. for yeah. sure so yeah yeah but I mean I I mean the rookie was better at having more characters come over from feds even if it was just for a minute yeah. than poor feds was with just not that there's nothing wrong with Nathan Villian right like just having John and then like you said not in the capacity of yeah him helping with the case just kind of was like a little random yeah there was one moment where i was like this could have been perfect for like literally anyone else to like show up in feds like whether it was selena aaron like it was backup and i was like they missed the chance there but i i mean like i said i feel like it's probably just scheduling issues but you gotta figure that they're probably filming the same episode number like both 10 so if it's yeah. supposed to be a crossover, why not have one like someone else crossover too? Yeah, yeah it was just it was kind of odd, but I feel like they only had Nathan crossover because he's like the creators of the shows, which I don't want to think that. And I don't want to say that, but like it could very well be true. I don't, I don't know. I really don't know yeah. anything. So, well, and he's probably. I mean, well, I wouldn't actually know this. I don't know if all of the creators are on that at different times like on feds for example or not or how that all works either yeah with scheduling so but yeah i can i can understand where people are coming from because even before it was airing people were like on a scale of one to no like how yeah you know how likely is it that it's actually going to be a crossover especially like for how much they hype it up and like promote it i'm like it's not across like the tweet then. five times in a row yeah. no, i know they didn't mean to do that it was absolutely hilarious because they left yeah. it up for like a good i don't know four hours or something yeah i saw it in my notifications and i was like is this a glitch or is this like my twitter or like what's going on here yeah and then i saw that other people were saying that and i was like okay so it's not just a glitch then yeah but mm-hmm. yeah so yeah uh, so Laura had said, OMG, I literally don't even know where to start, but the two-ish Chenford dates we got were Chef's Kiss and, a th- oh, Times a Thousand, and all of their scenes in general were fantastic. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, she used the um, uh, ship name that we have for James and Nyla. Yes. <laughs> Yay, love that. Uh, so she had also said, uh, Jayla picking Wovez to be Leah's godparents and the whole Aaron and Selena situation made for an amazing episode. Yes. So true. Can we just talk about how the rookie account, they like posted the who's giving a New Year's kiss or whatever, and <laughs> literally no one else had a ship name besides Chenford. Right? And I was like, well, because like Sean and Alyssa had asked fans i mean granted it's been a few years by now but like what to name them yeah because you know? they were like 
Westlove, Wepa, <laughs> you know, like all yeah. these random things, and finally was Lopez. So, but like, so the fans have coined Balin. We've kind of coined J Law, but not. I mean, I don't know. I feel like there's still a better one that should be out there. Didn't but like, we who co- knows? Did we not coin Balin? No, I thought that we did. Did we? Okay, we might have. I, I mean, don't know. Pretty sure I don't know. I'm coined Brolin for sure. Yeah, we did. We did because I remember exactly where I was sitting. When I came up with that. <laughs> we coined Bratson, didn't we? Or no? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I've coined Thorlina. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just saying that right now. But I mean, I did see people say like Thor Selena or whatever, and like that's cute too. But yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. I just I loved how like the rookie account it was like chenford was the last slide or whatever and chenford was the only ship name that they had i was like all right i mean just look at the fandom we've got all <laughs> kinds of ship names for you platonic romantic literally everything <laughs> so um page had said i'm fine totally fine not spiraling at all about the naked time comment real kiss comment or grandkids comment also not freaking out over Simone and Selena being kindred spirits or the fact that Aaron and Selena are total nerds. Yep, totally fine. Internally, I might be screaming. When I saw her comment, I was totally thinking of the Ross gift from Friends. When he's like, I'm fine. Totally fine. Oh, I don't know yeah. why my voice is so high-pitched. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that's literally how i was i was like oh so it was real like chenford had a date and mm-hmm. their first like official kiss so mm-hmm. yeah cool yep so megan had said i loved 510 it was really good mainly with the chenford content i thought it was nice that they showed the dress lucy wore in 412 for a second also the one she wore to Wopez's almost wedding and both their dates she also loved when tim uh, when Tim said the naked time comment and then when Lucy briefly mentioned grandkids and they immediately started manifesting I mean I'm sure Megan you are not the only one that started manifesting yes um and Megan was overjoyed that they got their first kiss she also thought uh Wopez storyline was good too and thought it was nice that Nyla and James wanted them to be uh baby leah's legal guardian though she hopes it never comes to that yeah Yeah. same yeah i don't it was just it was so good this entire episode just from start to end it was like fan fiction come to life pretty much so Mm -hmm. um blessed turtle had said alexi and terrence winner really need to stop calling these things crossovers because they aren't at least they aren't full ones. This one was a little better than the last, but it's still not enough. I agree. I mean, I don't know. Like I said, it's it could just be because I've been spoiled by like the one Chicago ones that are like three hour movies. And I would have to go back and watch the 911 crossover because that one, like they're not even in the same city, like those two shows. So I would have to go back and watch that to see. But I remember watching it the first time and thinking it was pretty good. So I don't know. I feel like it just kind of, I mean, even like the SVU ones are good. So mm-hmm. I feel like they're probably just finding their footing. Um, 
but they also said that Harper and James got some much needed screen time and I couldn't be happier. Although I was a little scared and everything went slow-mo when he was leaving the bank, I thought he was going to get shot, but thank goodness that he didn't. Uh, they also said next up we have Lopez discussing having another kid. Both had some good points for and against having more kids, but it was a much more amicable c- conclusion than what I was expecting, which is nice. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I don't really know the conclusion that I was expecting, but I figured that it wouldn't end with them like fighting or like him threatening to like walk out or anything. Like I knew that they would be fine. Um and she they love that Nyla and Angela are so close now and that they can tr- that Nyla trusts her to look after Leah if something was to happen to her and James. And plus the fact that Wesley is loaded doesn't hurt either. <laughs> yeah. Um they also said we also have Chenford. Uh they were so nervous on that first date, they couldn't stop giggling the entire time. Um and they said, who does Lucy think she's kidding with the whole taking it slow thing? She's going to climb that man like a tree the first chance she gets. I'll genuinely be impressed if they make it to 514 without anything happening. <laughs> They're so bad at lying, though. Their whole UC story almost fell apart. And Captain Oblivious, Nolan, wasn't even trying uh, yeah, like to get anything out of them. Um, and they said Lopez is going to clock them so easily and I can't wait to see the relentless mocking from her and Tamara once this gets out and what a way to close out the episode. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't, yeah, no one was just like standing there and he was just like, I don't even know what you guys are talking about. Like, it was just funny. Um, Bless Turtle also said, from them ignoring the whole power dynamic thing that Thorson and Gray correctly pointed out and still going on another date because they are absolutely smitten to Lucy mentioning grandkids and Tim prioritizing their date over arresting the carjacker to their first official kiss was perfection. No notes on that. Yeah. I mean, it was just everything from point A to point D was great. Um. And they also said Thorson's line about Lucy killing him if t- if he was to let Tim die was also pretty funny, too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It was good. Mm-hmm. Holly had said, I really need the rookie and the rookie feds to switch time slots because paying attention to feds was really difficult after everything that had happened last night. I just, like I said well way earlier now it's been a little while (laughs) um about newer shows being first even i mean because feds is still the newer show out of the two so um yes i could understand that uh holly had said for the rookie to put it simply chenford was perfect she loved how everything went from the opening and both of them nervously getting ready at home to the absolute awkwardness of the first date to end with the casual date that was completely them holly loves how naturally and organically everything is played out for their relationship and nothing feels forced or out of character yeah definitely true and she said also round of applause to lucy for clearly stating boundaries early on and tim being completely accepting not that i ever expected any other reaction yeah he was so he was like i agree yeah like simple as that um holly had said about angela wesley and nyla and james that these four are just so enjoyable to watch 
she enjoys that they're all in similar spaces as far as kids and family go and Nyla and James asking Angela and Wesley to take Leah was the best outcome yes you know what I love about this show um and we can't even really speak to feds at this point because like we don't fully know with our relationships or whatever but all of the people who are in relationships all of the characters for the most part it's a lot of the women calling the shots in their relationships like not to say that the men don't too but like lucy was the one setting boundaries nyla's like leah's going to college you mm-hmm. know if i have to like force it or whatever angela's like we're not having kids for another two years or whatever like all of the women were calling the shots and the guys were like pretty much okay with it but Mm -hmm. i like how it doesn't always happen that way too like they'll talk it out or whatever i mean even selena kind of like calling the shots with nolan of like you're not gonna get in my personal life like this is a private matter or whatever like strong women on these shows the there are strong women female characters on this on this show and i love that mm-hmm. so but yeah i agree with this with the time slot but i also feel like because i get this way with other shows too and i feel like it if there's something big that happens in the episode it's kind of like if there's a following episode i'm like yeah like i'm not i'm gonna have to rewatch this one later But I also feel like that's not just the case for this season because I feel like Chenford's only going to get better in season five. So, yeah, (laughs) it's going to be hard to pay attention, maybe. (laughs) But any other notes on the rookie? I don't, I mean, I don't know what else there is to say besides Chenford is canon and they are dating. So, yeah. Now we'll move on to the rookie feds, though, because this was this was a good episode. I thought that this was one of their stronger episodes, like all season. So, but I mean, <laughs> they've had good good episodes. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so this one is called the Silent Prisoner, and we'll start off with the well, the continuation, I guess, about the um with the phones and everything. Um, they're dealing with the the fbi agent list part that was in the promo and everything um obviously with garza out of commission for right now someone had to like step up to the plate and lead the task force and tracy announced that that was going to be carter since he was the most senior agent um and so the hacker got away with the list of names um that was amy from the earlier episode and so she's obviously very dangerous since uh, she had already murdered one of her robbery partners. And so they had gotten a lead off of Clip Talk and tried to pick up Amy. But they had a shootout ensue. And then when they chased her outside, she was hit by the truck. So that did, that just like went from bad to worse, basically. And since her backpack didn't have the list in it, Simone figures that Amy had already sold it off to the buyer because she was walking around with piles of cash in the bag instead. And so that leads John to mention Roger and he's still in the hospital. So uh, Brendan and Laura are sent over to interrogate him. And like Brenson interrogating Roger was just, like so funny to me just because he was like 
wait, I have a deal with the LAPD. And they're like, yeah, but now your crimes are federal. So you have to deal with us. And he like, he just wasn't having it. He's like, no, wait, but, and they're like, no, 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 this is, this is what's happening now. Um, and so he ended up telling them that the exchange was supposed to happen last night at a warehouse, but he doesn't know the guy's name. And so when Carter and Simone are checking out the warehouse from from the earlier mention, um, a phone rings and Simone's like, should I answer it? And Carter just gives her a, I don't know what the heck it was, like a glove or some kind of something to like touch the phone without leaving a print, I assume. Uh, And we still don't know the um, person's name yet. He doesn't, he doesn't give anything uh like any information away about himself he just gives them the same demand a few times of releasing prisoner 43602 or else he will release undercover names every day at 10 a.m and so they realize that even though i mean they go back they all reconvene brendan obviously he wants to pull all the ucs out now but carter's like no it's a bad idea I, I like the, I don't really know, I'm calling it like metaphoric imagery of the, they're not planets, they're suns in abrupt yeah. extraction, like endangers everyone in their orbit. Okay. So, I don't know. I just like that. Because, I mean, it's true. It's like, there are a lot of pieces in play yeah. with any kind of undercover operation. And so, even though I know Brendan is coming from a good place, I don't think he you know because he's like a newbie and so he's like yeah just thinking of the right now as opposed to the bigger picture um and so the well prisoner 43602 is like the silent prisoner he originally won't talk um because of like what he's seen and what he's been through he's you know used as a soldier um and in uh columbia and Although, you know, Simone with her, with her magic ways, um, convinces Carter to let her like take a run at him to get him to open up and tries to ask if he knows anyone that would be willing to kill a lot of people like the agents in order to get him released. And he finally uh, cracks and is like, well, but I want to stay in prison. I'm safe here. Um, and so the first agent's name had already been released um despite that because obviously because they didn't follow through with their end of the bargain um and so uh sadly that agent was jason jason um and like intercut with these um scenes of them trying to figure out they'd had like a i guess like a the heist crew um or like just drug like a drug well supposed to be a drug crew um that jason was undercover uh as a part of and so they got a well a text that basically said that he's an agent he's not who you think he is and so that led to them chasing him and sadly uh stabbing him and 
like they had gotten to him and like brendan was the first one on the scene um having to like hold the wound um but while he was there jason unfortunately bled out and so it was like brendan's first uh like death scene or um like on the job and so obviously he was very emotionally distraught over it shook up by it yeah for sure Mm -hmm. and they had the the sad music and the i mean like just kevin's performance was great and i wish he had i wish he had twitter so i could have tagged him because i'm not on instagram as much as i am twitter yeah um when it comes to like stories and stuff Mm -hmm. so it broke me like seeing him all like sad and hurt like that i was like oh my god this hurts this hurts Mm -hmm. so much yeah um and obviously so brendan's running high on emotion um and when well when they had picked up the what like one of the guys um he was kind of laughing about it about how they're you know asking questions when he's claiming it was self-defense and you know even though they have the the literal bloody knife in a bag that doesn't mean anything um Mm -hmm. and so that uh angered brendan and laura had to push him back when he wanted to confront the guy um like I said, I understood like he was angry and upset. I was just glad he had people to help keep him focused so he didn't go completely off the rails. Yeah. Especially since I just now thought of this though. I mean, not that a relapse would have been something he would do, because I don't know. We don't really know enough about his yeah. um sobriety, but I mean that, you know, always could be, you know, with any type of addiction, like a yeah. trigger. I legit um, thought the same thing. I was like, oh my god, this is gonna now. this is gonna send him down a bad spiral. Yeah. Especially when Carter was like, why don't you go home? I was like, no, mm-hmm. that's the last place that he needs to be right now. Like, yeah. we don't know like how you know long he's been in recovery or whatever, but like yeah, I mean, he said anything like can set you off. Two hundred some days, I think, or something. Yeah. But yeah, I don't, we don't exact because obviously his dad is not a source of support. Yeah. His dad is a source of stress. Um, and so if he doesn't, you know, have like a lot, a lot of people, then it's like, yeah, that doesn't make for a good thing either when it comes no. to having that kind of um, like addiction. Yeah. So. Oh my god, it just it hurt. It hurt seeing Brendan so like torn up about this and then just like yeah. continuing a like a rough episode for him i was like this mm. is this is painful yeah and so yeah even though carter told well he told everyone he's like go home like we're done here for now um and obviously brendan did not go home he stayed late at the office to track down the text that got jason killed um and this is where we got the uh brenson banter of what are you still doing here and he's like you're still here and laura's don't talk back to your training agent Mm -hmm. um so at least we got that little bit of levity in there um he did end up sharing that the like he found out that the burner phone was picked up by lapd and a jewelry store like nearby has footage of the person so they can know who dumped it um and i thought it was good you know we got the 
no personal space thing i mean i get it they're looking at security footage they gotta be close to each other look at the monitor but you know let me live guys let me live (laughs) in my i'm in my brunson bubble okay (laughs) literally same yeah um and so we cut over um to carter and simone they're talking to jorge pena um this is the man they accuse of stealing the list but then they kind of backtrack and they're like oh that doesn't match the guy on the phone so he doesn't have the list but he works for the man who does um and when they had asked why he would go through with all this insanity um and detriment he had said that he was a soldier too so he was tasked with um cleaning up the loose ends and so the I mean, I get where the title comes from because it's the silent, you know, the prisoner, the silent right. prisoner, supposedly who doesn't talk. But then just the fact that we had to wait till about like three fourths of the way through to find out his name, though, I was like, yeah, seriously, we got it. Yeah. I can't like I, I wanted to just know him by something other than a number, but I wanted to know it sooner. Yeah. Same. Rather than later. Um, but we do find out that his name's Raul and um he is cesar's brother and so they i mean they did some digging and because that's what jorge told them um was who like is behind all of it was cesar um and cesar had sent raul here to make an arms deal like from colombia to the uh, united states to make an arms deal to make sure that the war in their country uh continued on and so carter and simone go to tracy with this crazy idea to like let them walk with the money as bait to catch cesar um because raul had given them the name of the arms dealer and uh brendan and laura were working on tracking them down uh and so i mean i understood tracy's hesitation but then at the same time like how do i put this i thought carter was in charge you know i was yeah. like why can't he just take it and run with it you know yeah because like, he seemed very he seemed slightly more receptive to simone in this episode you know like mm-hmm. just kind of letting her do her thing to get the job done um yes yeah, so i just but you know i mean we yeah, whatever I, i'm just not a fan <laughs> i'm just not a fan of tracy yeah i mean courtney ford does a great job um but yeah i'm not a fan of her character i'm still <laughs> i i just can't i can't um so but you know i mean she reluctantly lets them go ahead with it um and so they well they like show a like two second scene of the arms dealer um mm-hmm. setting things up and you know oh, okay we got the weapons we can you know go ahead with the exchange and it's like nope just kidding here comes the cops yeah. um, and so cesar is arrested um and i loved how simone when she was talking to him she's like it's not my fault we're better at our jobs than you are like yeah. these guys were really not the criminal masterminds that they needed to be to yeah pull one over on the feds <laughs> so yeah i thought that was a nice um like kind of wrap up for that part 
But what wasn't nice, though, was, like, the fact that Jason's not going to get a traditional burial. I know. most of the agents. Yeah. Like, I mean, I get, I mean, because Laura was explaining to Brendan and Simone towards the end of the episode that since he was an undercover agent, there still could be assets out there and people who would be at risk or still in play for the operations that they have. I mean, it makes sense, but I don't like it. Yeah. Like... Yeah, he should get a proper burial. Yeah, like it, it's not there. Yeah. And so when she was like, yeah, no, it sucks, but that's the job. Like, I get it. I don't know, but I was glad that, like, she and Brendan kind of went back and forth a little bit, like, on that pitfall yeah. of being an undercover FBI agent, I guess. Because it was nice to just see, you know, because obviously Brendan was still upset over everything and yeah she was just kind of like here's how it is yeah no it does it's it's pretty bad but it just it is what it is yeah Um, yeah and so that was kind of it for well for the continuation part with the list and everything um poor brendan though did not catch a break in the uh romantic department either because with his storyline with Antoinette like this was just not his episode to make moves on her like it just didn't work yeah nothing worked absolutely nothing because he tried to make small talk at the crime scene which I get it but no (laughs) didn't work um and like Laura, I just oh my god, I just loved Britt's expressions on her face the whole entire like every single time. It was just it was so funny to me. Cause she's just like standing there, like there's nowhere else to go because they're on the scene where the body was. Um, yeah. And so it's not like she could just go over and start talking to someone else. But it was just it was just so awkward, but it was funny at the same time. Um yeah, so that's one strike for him. And then so obviously after he's asking Laura about, you know, what, like, you know, what do you think about me and Antoinette? And she's like, um, like, what? she's like, why are you asking? Like, have you never asked someone out before? And he, he's like, no, I have. But just because of his, like, his celebrity background, yeah. um, he's never really known if someone likes him for him and not for his fame. He's yeah. just not as someone out in this professional capacity like Mm -hmm. not being a celebrity is being an agent Um, and the way that she was like giving him shit about it was like this is so this is so so on brand for brunson it was so good because she's like oh here we go yeah and just i mean i don't blame her though for being like never say that again about the reference to celebrities being social lubricant i was like no (laughs) i was like between I was like between that and the naked time comment, I was like, all right, you guys are a little much here. Yeah, I was like, what is going on? So I didn't blame <laughs> her for that. Um and I mean, I get that Brendan, like the second time anyway, that he tries to like actually get ready to ask her out, he's still like his emotions are still running high because it's right mm-hmm. after the Jason thing. Um and I was like, oh, okay, he can do it. I mean, it's a little awkward when he's still very emotional. Um, but he yeah. seemed pretty, like, kind of level-headed, at least in talking to her at first. Then he got, got interrupted with, well, I mean, it was just the elevator. 
um and carter's like leaving and he he was just awkward though after that though because he was like do you need the elevator and brendan just like stands there and i'm like dude either get on the elevator or just like walk away yeah (laughs) yeah yeah i don't know um and so cut to the next time because it's just like we see the elevator close we don't really see anything more of carter and uh yeah um cut to the next time he sees her though um he's chatting with carter which leads him to wonder if there's something going on between them um and he's like well we because like we've been out on coffee dates and but i didn't you know he's just like trying to figure it out and kind of like talk himself through it and then laura's like well everyone drinks coffee and you know carter's got big brother energy like that you know you don't have to worry about it yeah that kind of puts him at ease for a little bit um and so towards the end of the episode uh well it's after um simone leaves after he had apologized for kind of taking it out on her like when she had asked if he was okay with things after jason and he was kind of a little snippy with her um so after she leaves he's chatting with laura again for a little bit and he's like life's too short not to tell people how you feel like he's kind of coming to this realization so he's gonna go tell antoinette that he likes her and he's so like just sunshine and happy and i was like you go brendan like i was so happy for him um but yeah he's too late (laughs) yeah like Poor guy's literally standing on the opposite side of the glass watching Antoinette chat with Carter. And, like, there's, like, laughing going on. There's, like, subtle, you know, touches. Like, they're engaging in conversation. And they do appear to, like, leave the lab together. So, yeah, you know. And then I Laura just... just oh yeah, God. you're going to get to it so now. Funny. Yeah, because, like, Laura comes out and she's like, even Big Brothers have to drink coffee. And I'm like, girl, <laughs> that is not helpful. But also I love, hilarious. I love her bluntness. Yeah. I like it's literally my favorite thing ever. She she gives no Fs. That's no. literally what it is. No. She literally does not care. And she's like gonna tell you exactly how it is. Yeah. I love I just, that. Oh my gosh, just everything about them. I think I just like I said, I think I just love Kevin and Britt working together so much that like yeah. anything they do is just peak excellence for me but um yeah just especially because she just like you said she just tells it like it is not yeah me. like she cares but it's just she's like yeah no like I was right like you should have you know yeah. but in this case she was kind of she was not right but she still just wants to say the last like have the last word right even if she wasn't right yeah yeah I don't know I just I mean I know that we obviously want them to get together like Mm -hmm. as a couple their characters but even if they didn't i would be okay with it because their dynamic platonic romantic it's literally so great that it would be it wouldn't even matter honestly it really wouldn't yeah because i've been i've been on board with them before anyone even saw the rookie feds just because of kevin posting that one instagram story when he was like my partner in crime and i was like oh yeah i was hoping they'd work together (laughs) so like how you are with brenson is how i am with thorson and selena i mean like obviously love brenson too but like yeah yeah i'm just like i'm on board 
I d- yeah, I don't even care. Like, just just give me them. Yeah. <laughs> and we've had more screen time with Brunson than we've ever had with Thorson and Selena. And I'm just like, yeah. I see the vision after I only one like episode. I see more, it. though, just because they yeah. have that interaction now. Yeah. Kind like, of we need. We need Aaron and Selena to be like involved in a case or something, or like in some type of yeah. situation, or yeah. like somehow, somehow combine social media and astrology. Uh, yeah, and, and the zodiac signs. Yes, I don't know how, but somehow they put out like a big three for the the station. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, yeah, yeah I love it. I need it. Yeah, I don't know. Just something, some yeah. kind of like, you know. Well, are they, are they Gen Z or are they millennial? They're millennial, right? Yeah, yeah. I, know. I was Gen gonna Z? say, I, I think that they're Gen Z, but I don't think so. I mean, you, I would think that you would have to be like eighteen or whatever to be a police officer, but I feel like they're yeah. older. So, yeah, yeah. So we'll go well anyway they're a part of they're millennial yeah. i'm going yeah. with it because some yeah, gen zers so. i'm not a fan of so yeah i would think so i mean yeah. but they're still you know they got the technology uh aspect and so i feel like that would could possibly be a way so yeah now that they combine their interests and have them work together don't know speaking of other things though i still need to know what happened on the skydiving trip with laura and brendan though can we just Same. talk about that for a second because yeah I need to know. I need to know if she went on it. I need to know if he bugged her about it until she went on it. (laughs) Considering he gave her the tickets. So he's probably like, "Um, I paid for these. We're going. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. I need, um, I just need a full, like, recap on what Brunson's been, like, up to when they're not at work. Like, are they hanging out outside of work, too? I I just, I need a full recap. Mm Mm-hmm. It'll never come, but I need it. <laughs> yeah. I just, I want them to have, like, more scenes together. So then there can be, like, more of those, like, you know, 30-second fan edits or whatever that people do. Because, yeah. like, that would be fun. Yeah. For um, sure. Yeah. And so that was kind of it uh, with Brendan and Antoinette. And, well, Brendan and Antoinette slash Brunson. Um, yes. And so we had a little bit of, well, where the crossover aspect of this episode came in, which was with John Nolan and the remodel. Um, Can I just say, though, first of all, that like all the comments on Simone and John possibly like dating or being all flirty were hilarious. But also I was like, good God, there's only so much we can take. Yeah. (laughs) She even said she said if you know if he wasn't dating the that cute firefighter cute, yeah a cute firefighter that you know she would let him date her and mm-hmm. in his response he might let wait he might let her let him yeah i was <laughs> like I was, what yes why it's like i feel like i'm kind of too pure to like be watching this right now and then he was awkward about it after he said it. And I was like, John, you're the one that said it. Just be, like, cool about it. Yeah. But he wasn't cool about it. But also, like, 
last episode we had Jenny and Nolan like they were hinting uh, oh my god that's they weren't right. necessarily hinting at it but like but we were picking were, like, up on, on it board, and I was like yeah. no Bailey needs to come back and remind no, John that like he's got not only a girlfriend but aren't they engaged at this point yeah mm-hmm. so like fiance's where's Bailey like yeah well she comes work. back in the next <laughs> in um next week's episode yeah but they looked like they were having a serious conversation. Like, it yeah. wasn't a happy thing. And I was like, oh, my God, yeah. is this the end of... And there was... um, He had, like, a brochure or something about, like, selling his yeah, house. Was, or, like, yeah, selling a house. Looking at something like that, yeah. I don't um, know. I just... Yeah. I, like, I don't know. Simone's flirty with everyone, so I didn't really think much of it. But then, like, Cuddy came in, and I was just like... Yeah, no. Like no it would be different if john and bailey weren't engaged but they're like literally engaged like no i i think it's just like in her nature though but i'm like no 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 yeah Yeah. also it would just to me be very weird like if the show's two leads like got together i don't know i just don't really want simone and john (laughs) (laughs) i know i don't i don't no. Yeah, I just feel like they should keep it as their well, Simone's flirty personality and then John's semi awkward responses. Yeah. And just have yeah. It be I feel like there. that's a better dynamic for sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, but Simone is wanting to make updates to her dad's house and so that's why she enlists Nolan to help with the kind of get it, you know, putting ideas together and kind of making the vision happen um since he used to work construction and so simone is doing all of this though without asking her dad which is a big yikes um because obviously this is causing problems later on in the episode when john kind of shows up unannounced to cuddy's house and um to like john is there to help simone and but cuddy's like i don't know why on earth this man is here (laughs) yeah <laughs> like he was so confused <laughs> um and so simone had tried to explain the reasons why she well one why john was there but then also two like what they were doing and why she was doing it but he was uh upset by her wanting to change everything in his house when her stay was supposed to be temporary uh, mm-hmm. and so i mean he he had a point in a way because it i mean it is his house it's like it's it's his space um but i mean it was nice that towards the end of the episode he apologized and he even invited john back over to um because he does want simone to be comfortable while she's there regardless of how long that stay is so yeah, so we got a little bit of that. I just <laughs> John was like just the awkward third person. Yeah. In the <laughs> in the conversation. Um, yeah. yeah. It was just it was odd. Mm-hmm. But I mean I I agree with Cody, like she should have told him, but I also mm-hmm. agree with Simone as like she's staying there, like it needs to be comfortable for her. But also I would think like, okay she's working for the fbi yes she 
won't be home all the time or like you know she's gonna be working long hours like she doesn't necessarily need a place when it's just her but like at some point she would want to move out right and like you know she's making like good money being a fed i would think at least yeah so well and then like with her dating life and stuff if things start to get serious with someone then obviously i would think she would want her own you know space to have that relationship and like cuddy's made it clear too that like he doesn't like that she's a fed and she lives in his house so i'm like so why are you like wanting to build out the garage here like i know that poor garage i was like the poor garage is just having all of their issues (laughs) taken out on it like why are you wanting to make it like a full-time thing but then i also you know agree that like he's not gonna be around for a while and like the house should go to her yeah if something were to happen so yeah i guess that's kind of a similarity that they had like thinking about the future in a sense of yeah mortality which is morbid and i don't (laughs) like it but i mean it's a fair conversation i guess yeah to have um whether that be with homes or with you know children as it was in the review and so next we are moving on to the last topic which was the thing well at least i was most anxious about because i seriously didn't know what they were gonna do about barza i didn't think that they were gonna do anything major like kill him off but then i was also because i didn't see felix at all in the behind the scenes thing so they were good at hiding him (laughs) yeah but i also feel like the rookie has been good with hiding stuff like the rookie mm-hmm. and the rookie okay. feds especially feds i feel like they don't post as much behind the scenes but like i don't know i didn't think that they were gonna do anything to him but then i was also like well i wouldn't put a pass on like it is the mid-season finale and it is season yeah. one i mean i guess so. i just didn't like i guess i wasn't thinking he would be you know killed off but I just, I was just surprised that we got to see his whole, like, arc. Like, yeah, like, his the whole progression yeah. of everything in one episode, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, like, right away, like, from the jump, um, mm-hmm. when they came back. Or, well, when it when it went from the rookie ending in the feds. Um, yeah, and so, um, oh, well, in the fact, though, that um, I had posted it, it was from our Shop Talk account that random behind the scenes video that uh brit had shared like working with kevin or whatever and it was like literally him delivering that line of dialogue about carter and antoinette and it literally she managed to go right over felix and (laughs) right on to kevin and i was like dude the guy is like in the wheelchair right there because they were starting to push him out or whatever in that one scene and then elena like grabbed the um, chair and you know went speeding down out of the hospital I love how before that Garza was like, I want all the hot goss. Like, what's who's Antoinette dating? I was like, I love this. I I need more Garza and Brenson together, please. Yeah, it was so good. Um, yeah, but sorry, got ahead of myself a little bit there with that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, anyways, obviously Garza's doing okay. Well, from the first update we get um from Elena to Laura on the phone um but there were complications with like a removal from of the first stint that he had like originally before they put in the like the new one um so he had to go back into surgery um 
So, and Elena was obviously worried about her uncle and was staying at the hospital to wait for him to come out of surgery. So she wasn't, she was in the episode, just not in the work capacity. Yeah. Um, and so later on, they're still waiting to hear um, for a little bit. And then it was like, after they came back from a commercial break, we get a close up of who turns out to be Garza coming out of the anesthesia like or coming off of the off of the anesthesia um from the surgery and then I think I tweeted about it like it was a not to 11 parallel in the like well in a way in the near death sense yeah but just the fact that they did the close-up of the one side of their face and the focusing on the eyes and everything was interesting um and so he's okay and he's going to make a full recovery obviously he's okay enough to miraculously hop out of the bed and hit a guy clean over the head with the bottom of the iv drip to go which was such a boss move honestly so good i mean like the man literally just wanted some water (laughs) yeah and he was like let me just take this guy out with my iv like bag hook thing yeah um because he'd gotten thirsty after even like he was well simone had come in to just like ask advice about you know the whole cutty situation um and he was like i just want some water like where's the you know and she's like well i can go get it and then that's when she gets into trouble with the well nurse that's not you know no one (laughs) they're not an actual doctor a nurse there um and so it was just so funny though because he was just like yeah i had to be a part of the action like he he just could not sit still yeah um, at all and um towards the end of the episode for matt we got well what i consider to be a nice little parallel to the rookie 102 because like when tim didn't want to take the wheelchair out like neither does garza neither of them yeah they are both too stubborn to ride out in wheelchairs even though you know elena makes it work uh if only by lovingly threatening the wrath of Garza's yeah. sisters on him. <laughs> <laughs> and then just wheels him out like nobody's business. Like she's like, okay, we're going. Bye-bye. <laughs> and she like wheels him out kind of quick. Like, yeah. I don't I love their their relationship and their dynamic. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, that was kind of that was kind of it for feds because they were kind of, I mean, yes, they had their own case, but it was still kind of, you know, connected to the rookie. And so yeah i mean but yeah it was still good in terms of like i feel like it was paced nicely yes i guess is what like is what i liked about it although poor brendan though i still just can't get over the fact that he had work trouble and love life trouble in the same i know like same swing did not like that for him i mean i don't know did we have any other thoughts or are we just getting into listener thoughts now i don't think so i mean i don't know it would be nice to kind of see them like switch up partnerships a little bit more like mm, i get it true. that like carter is simone's you know field training officer and stuff and training mm. agent but seeing like the carter and brendan stuff i mean as much as like 
it kind of annoyed me with like Carter getting after him and everything. It would be interesting to see how they get along and like same with Laura. Especially if some if something were to happen with Antoinette and Carter, then it'd be so awkward. I mean, I wouldn't want to see them like duke it out, but like no, it would be so interesting to see the dynamic, especially because Brendan knows and Carter doesn't know that he knows. Yeah. And Carter doesn't know that he was like going after Antoinette or anything. So, but I mean, we've seen it before, kind of. It was more so just like Laura and Simone, but it mm-hmm. would be interesting to see like the two dynamics yeah. kind of, or the two partnerships kind of switch mm-hmm. it up. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll have to see. Maybe they could do like a, <laughs> you know, like the rookie episode, The Switch, where they all like switched TOs. <laughs> yeah. I would love that. Let's yeah. make that happen. Mm-hmm. There's still I'd be down time. For that. They're I mean, only filming a... episode 17, so That's there's fair. still time to put it in the back half of the season. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I just, because, I mean, while we did get a good Simone and Brendan, like, BFF moment, I mean, at the end anyway, more so when he was apologizing, I want to see them work together a little bit more, too. Yes. So... Yeah. yeah, I feel like a switch of some kind. Would be yeah, because nice I feel like they're always kind of separated. Like they're into their two little groups, and that's that. Because yeah. they're usually out like chasing down leads or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, well, and we haven't them, seen like, them working together. like in their personal life. Like you know when they hung out by the food truck in the pilot. Yes. Like we haven't seen that. So yeah, yeah, I would kind of. So I would like to see like a switch of the training agents. But I would also like to see kind of like letting the rookie agents kind of take a day where they're like on their own. Kind of like a plain clothes day in a way. Hmm. Yeah. But <laughs> because I mean they had those big binders, like those that's didn't true. come they did. back. They're checklists. Yeah. So I'm sure that that's part of those binders. Oh my like, god. I could just see it a... now. Simone is like driving however she wants to drive <laughs> and carter just has to sit there and like yeah just, like <laughs> fear for yeah. his life like he's like i'm not going to survive this day and yeah. then i could see brendan not liking the silence and so he's gonna fill it up with any kind of chatter that he can yeah oh for sure like <laughs> like john did that'd be funny yeah in a way yeah. but not as annoying because no. we love brendan yeah not that we don't like best. john but like just look at him like how can you not like him i could also see brendan and simone driving but like simone's driving again driving however she wants and brendan's just like holding on for dear life and he's like oh my god he's just like like silently just talking himself off the ledge yeah or he's probably or i could see him trying to come up with something else to think of and he's like he just goes back to sink puppies even though it's not about blood he's just like (laughs) Oh God, I have to think of something happy. Sink puppies. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that happening too. Yeah. So see, now we have yeah, we have ideas. <laughs> we have yeah. ideas for sure. Yeah, I know like Eric's tweet, he was like, let's get that season six renewal or whatever. And I'm like, let's go. Like, give yeah. us that news right now. Season Please. six renewal and then season two renewal for yes. would yes. be lovely. I'd be like the happiest person alive, honestly. Same. I mean, like, because the rookie, I feel like, is a pretty sure thing, but like for feds to get a, you know, another go. Yeah. 
yeah because i mean like it's not i mean usually it works out that like like um sequels of whatever like you know the show or like just kind of spinoff shows um Mm -hmm. like do good and they still get picked up but it's not always a sure thing i mean i was gonna say because it didn't happen with chicago justice i mean they lasted one season and, and they had three were... other shows that they were coming in after yeah. so yeah but but still i mean i guess yeah. not the exact same but yeah i get what you're saying yeah yeah so, so. anyway we can we'll move on to listener thoughts now <laughs> we just have a couple for rookie fans i feel like fans are still like finding them so mm-hmm. that's fair um, yeah, so Riley had said the rookie feds really tugged at my heartstrings. I was so hoping that the UC agent wouldn't die and poor Nolan getting caught in the middle of Simone and her dad's argument was hilarious. Would definitely watch the episode again. Yes. Just like, because John kind of had his default expression on yes. a little bit, like wide eyes and just because he didn't know what to say because he was like, mm-hmm. I'm just here to do this one thing, not get in the middle of all of this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I agree. I was, I was not expecting them to use the like sad music. I know. And die and everything, and I was like, dang it, they're making. Well, we had seen emotional. like Brendan kind of like crouching down and kind of saw like blood on his sleeve, like in yeah. the trailer in the promo, yeah. but like I didn't think much of it. No, I just thought somehow he, like, was the one yeah. that tackled the, you know, yeah. crazy people. So, but, uh, yeah. it hurt. Mm-hmm. And just, like, knowing that, like, knowing what was coming in, like, Sam Brendan, like, you know, kind of hit the fence and just, I was like, oh, this is, this is not going to be good. Oh, man, this hurts. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah. like, Laura kind of pushing him off from, like, you know, going after the guy. It just, it was great. Mm-hmm. yeah um mindy had said feds was good too brendan definitely needed a hug from having an agent die in his arms to seeing carter and antoinette um oh uh mindy said i really think there's a platonic explanation for the two of them but laura was right there to support him yeah i'm i'm hoping there's a platonic explanation because it kind of yeah. just came out of left field yeah um yeah but yeah um mindy said carter was so good but that last scene with tracy was so sad yeah because poor carter he's gotten like passed up time and time again Mm -hmm. uh for work things and so that yeah i don't i mean it was kind of nice though because tracy was actually being somewhat tolerable in that scene too yeah so i was good at that for sure i thought she was gonna bring up like oh this could have been you or whatever and like she kind of did in a way but yeah it wasn't as it wasn't as much of like a backhand like backhanded remarks as she gives garza yeah so yeah um mindy had also said uh so glad garza is okay i loved worried elena and we need to meet those sisters Yes, bring yes. Garza's family. So great. Some I don't even hol- need all holiday. of the sisters. Just give me like one. A, ugh, I would like all of them though, because it took forever for us to finally meet Angela's brothers. brothers. Yeah, yeah. So I would want like another holiday episode or something where 
you know elena like surprises garza with yeah <laughs> sisters and it's like okay we're all gonna celebrate together <laughs> yes but yeah um thomas had said i hope that the carter and antoinette thing is platonic the rookie is so good because there's no love competition within the unit just having brendan and antoinette date would be much more stable and healthy in my opinion carter and antoinette feel really weird yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that that's... that is why the rookie is so good. It's because there is no like a love competition or like, oh, you know, like she's got the girl that I like or anything. Or that's he's true. got the girl that I like or anything. So everyone yeah. kinda has their own person. Uh-huh. And like Nyla and Angela and I mean even John, like they're all not even with the LAPD. Like they're all outside. Like they have relationships outside. That yeah. that is the most realistic thing because you wouldn't always like the people that you work with aren't all like hooking up together. Like they're all they probably have outside relationships. So mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, the rookie is definitely like the more realistic one with relationships i feel like like thinking about other shows like a lot of them just date within the unit or whatever and it's like i get it it's because they're working those 10 to 12 hour days and like they don't have much time outside yeah. of work like gray said in a way huh? <laughs> i said like gray said in a way yeah. <laughs> spend 12 hour days together but i mean yes it is a little realistic that they would date especially because like you know that can happen but like yeah i i like how the rookie doesn't have a huge emphasis on that so mm-hmm. yeah yep. but that's it for listener thoughts for the rookie yep. feds we don't have any other notes on like the rookie so for yep. feds yeah so we're good they were good episodes though mm-hmm. i mean they were good it was a good solid way to come back from a winter hiatus for sure yeah yeah i mean i know i was texting one of my friends and we were like this is how you do an episode coming back from a hiatus like the rookie overall has just been really solid this season and i'm not just saying that because of trenford i feel like all of the storylines have been solid all of the characters and like where they're going has been solid so yeah Mm -hmm. yep yeah so uh you guys can find us on twitter at the shop talk pod underscore or email us at shop talk the rookie podcast at gmail.com with all of your thoughts and you know we're obviously on twitter guys we tweet so much um well i do anyway um i'm at carrie hyman and jennifer i'm at jstark804 and we're also on tiktok um you guys probably saw the video that we posted today hopefully on twitter um that was fun so we often post well i shouldn't say we because again jennifer is behind (laughs) all of that she'll just she'll just send me things to like approve like i literally (laughs) i literally was working on one last night i was working on two actually like one during the rookie and i was like i'm trying to finish this one so that i can post it and then tiktok crashed and yeah so yeah but yeah. yeah, so we are on TikTok. Um, you can give us a follow. We are at the Shop Talk Podcast underscore. Thing. Yeah. Yep. Um, and if you guys liked this episode and like Shop Talk, we'd appreciate it if you left us a rating and review. It really helps out the podcast and it helps other fans find us as well. Yes. And next week we will be back with a new episode covering 
511 of the rookie and 111 of the rookie feds yeah so that's it for us i guess well we'll, yep. we'll see you guys next week bye bye guys go get them boo